Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. Everybody's wild out here. Everyone's wild. Um, you know, this is this is why I know what when people get old and they're just ready to die and they're like hate the next generation. <laughs> You're already there. <laughs> they're just like, okay, I'm ready to exit this earth. This is not the earth I grew up on. Yeah, I can see how this happens. You know, it was interesting. I mean, speaking of people who are wild and not that these guys are, but it was interesting being at Jerry Duty. And we talked about this on another episode. But being at Jerry Duty, seeing it as like like literally, this is a slice of society, right? It's like everyone mm-hmm. has to go to Jerry Duty. So it was interesting because they ask what your occupation is, your marital status. I was number one, so many people were unemployed. That was first and foremost. Like so many and then they ask you, well, what did you do before you were unemployed? And so like what's your area of expertise or whatever? Because they had like some forensics and other stuff and they need to make sure that if you're on the jury, you're not like an expert in forensics. If there are forensics, you know, whatever, uh shown. So anyway, that was one. The other thing was just a lot of single people. Like it was definitely probably at least half single. And these were like all adults. It was like probably half single. And then there was probably, I would say like 30% were unemployed. So interesting. Mm -hmm. I mean, do you, do you think there's like pre-chosen, like maybe people who were employed already were pre-exempted before they got to, is there like two levels of jury duty or no? I don't know. I I don't know. I have no idea if it's not random or not, but there was probably 80 people in my room. To get 12 jurors out of the 80. Dang. They ask all these questions. So anyway, anyway, the reason why we were talking about people being wild is because I was telling Danny a story off air and then we decided we wanted to turn on the mic and just go for it. So um, I asked Danny if she knew what her SMV was and she said, well, what's that? And I said, it's sexual yeah. market value sexual market value. I don't know if you guys have heard this. So the way that I even, cause she was like, well, where are you reading it? And usually we <laughs> usually we get our ideas from memes, but I was on Twitter a couple weeks ago. And um, Twitter now shows you like suggested tweets from other people you don't follow. And it was this woman, I would say even a girl, she was young. She was like in her early 20s probably. And she was selling a shirt that caught my attention. It was like a picture of her selling the shirt. And it said, and then the tweet said, and also the shirt said, women shouldn't vote. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Right? Because I'm like, how is like a woman saying women shouldn't vote? Right? So I go to the Mm. page and the entire, and she's a huge following, like over 100,000 followers. And her entire shtick is that, you know, women are the worst, basically. They're manipulative. They're, you know, conniving, scheming. Like they're just, you know, they expect you to read, like all this kind of stuff. So I'm just fascinated by this. I'm fascinated by the responses. She's a pretty big following. And then at one point she asked, you know, what person, like, are you a man or a woman following me? And then I think it was like 85% men. But she asked the question, one of the questions she asked was, um, how did you know, at what point did you know women were manipulative or something like that? And like literally hundreds of comments from men being like, when she cheated on me, when she didn't tell me this, when she blah, blah, blah. And I was like, wow, this is crazy that there's a woman who's initiating these kind of conversations and men are just piling on. Mm. And so anyway, there was one other woman who commented 
And she said something along the lines of, well, at least you have more women following you than I do. So then I go to her page and go down the rabbit hole. And she is, she, it's weird because she's like, she's like wellness and fitness, but also relationships and also obviously women hating. And so she said in one of her tweets, this is she said something about like, this is the problem with SMV. So I was like, what's M- SMV in the dating space? And so I go and look it up. It's sexual market value. What it is and 11 factors to boost a person's sexual market value. So is this like a score based on 100? Like what's what's the number? I don't know how it is. I'm thinking of like when you go to a restaurant and they're like the the fish is market value today, you like the price. So I'm like, is it one through 100 score? Yeah, I don't know what it is. It says there's a scorecard. Or no, we said there's not a scorecard. Okay. Okay, so it says, what is sexual market value? Sexual market value or SMV is a calculation of your worth as a sexual partner. The higher your value, the more desirable you are. Your sexual market value isn't determined merely by how attractive you are, although that's a component. It's a total sum of what you offer in a sexual relationship. Things like your earning potential, how well you communicate, and how sensitive you are are all factors into your SMV. The good news, Danny, is that if you lack one of these areas, there's always room for improvement. People tend to pay attention to sexual market value without actually understanding it. It's not like you go around with a scorecard, so maybe there is no score, comparing who has more oomph in one category versus another. It's a subconscious thing and consists of all the things that people find attractive in a mate. I mean, okay, yeah, let me hear what these things are. Okay, so I'll just give you the 11. Jump into it. Okay. Number one is looks. Number two, physique. Number three, grooming. Number four, (laughs) confidence. Number five, turn on the charm, but not too much. We'll come back to that one. Six, show your smarts. Seven, status counts. Eight. What is status counts? Status counts. Your status is a huge factor of your SMV. Oh, okay. Like your status. It comprises what kind of job you hold, how much money you have, and other material things about you. That's what status is. Number eight, be independent and make your own money. Number nine, please your partner in bed. Number four, be partner material. And number five, provide support and unconditional love. Number 11. Now, I'm just confused because honestly, so many of these things have nothing to do with sex. So why are we talking about sexual partner? This just sound like things people would want in a actual partner. In a partner. Yeah, totally. I was actually, that was kind of one of my first thoughts of when you first said looks and physique, I'm like, isn't this just like what we find attractive or like what we're into? Because even that is well, I mean, like I don't know. Let me ask you this: like, what are you attracted to? Well, what would you look for different in? And we'll we'll totally like just deconstruct this entire thing today. But like, what? Let me ask you this: when you were dating, and I have my answer, what would make someone a good potential person to have sex with versus someone Mm. who you would consider being in a relationship with? Mm. I mean. Sex could go both ways. However, relationship, very different. So things like status could matter for sex, could matter for relationship. But I'd say relationship stuff, what would matter more is like how they treat me and how they treat others. And I don't know, more like can I see myself with them? Sex is like I could see me with you for the night. So you could be hot as fuck and be an idiot. 
and I don't get, I don't care. Right. Like physique looks, that kind of stuff matters more for sure for like, just like, we're going to, there were definitely dates that I went on that I was like, within five minutes, I knew that I would never want to date this person. So then the follow up question was, but do we fuck though? Whereas right. I feel like maybe that, you know what, Danny, that decreases your sexual market value, how many partners you have. So I'm just right. kidding. But, but that was, that was funny because most people would do the opposite, right? They'd like be like, all right, you know, they want to sleep with the person first and then decide if they want to have a relationship. I was the mm. other way. I was like, in fact, if mm. I was like, oh, you know, I really like this person, I wouldn't have sex on the first date. It's true. I don't it's know true. why I that felt, is. I felt the same way. I feel like you could, yeah, you could tell right at the beginning. I'm like, Am I going to sleep with this person or do I want a relationship with this person? Usually it was like – Or do I want nothing with this or, person? Or both, yeah. right? Yeah, or, or neither. Yeah, or that's what I meant. It was or neither. You know right off the bat if you're like, we're not going home together. We're done and like not fucking. We're definitely not going to be in a relationship. There would be the the person who for sure I'm like, yeah, we could fuck, but this is not going to be someone I want my friends to meet. And then there would be the person like, I'm – interested in knowing a little bit more. So I'm going to hold off when we're not going to have sex because I kind of needed to get to know you better. And that's, yeah, it's really interesting. And sexual market value is such an interesting term around it because I, I was actually curious because when you said you said status um, something, you said a word after, and I was like, wait, is this number, like number of partners? But that's not even in there, no, it's which not. is interesting. Yeah, it's not. Which is, which is good. I was gonna, been, there has been. I was going to get yeah, I was going to get pre-upset about having that in there because I'm like, how would you even know? <laughs> right. Uh, but that has been, to your point, so this is also similar to Danny sent me this um, post on social media like today or yesterday. Um, basically, a man with a carousel post of eight, like, you know, eight, what was it, characteristics of yeah. a high-value like, woman? By yeah, a man yeah. saying this, right? Like, so yeah. all of a sudden, unfortunately, but I'm just like, actually, like, I get, he should have just said what I find high value in a woman. Mm-hmm. That would have made more mm-hmm. sense. Don't make it like everyone. This is just like a, this is yeah. just, you know, the rule book. Like, these are the eight things. So it's funny because in addition to the AI generated 1950s pictures he was using in that carousel, <laughs> yes. there yes. was a lot of like dresses modestly you know, doesn't mm-hmm. show off except for the, her number one person, like keeps the house nice, smelling nice, like stuff like that, that I was just like, what the fuck? I showed it to Keith and I was like, do you want me to make sure I have candles going in the house at all times? So it's nice. Yeah. So it smells good. And look, I'm not saying that these things aren't nice to do for your partner. I have a problem with the fact that that like you have to do these or someone is saying that if you don't dress modestly, you're not high value, right? Because that's what I was yeah. thinking. Like when he's like, here's eight key. So the opposite then would be low value woman. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I was interested in this um, thing I just read to you. It, making your own money came up a couple of times, mm-hmm. which is interesting to me because um, – you know, it kind of goes against this and maybe it's something we should bring up with Kelly. It kind of goes against this idea of like men want to be the provider. And, right. you know, and especially sometimes when I see social media posts that are like, you know, kind of bashing women or whatever. And I read the comments and men will just pile on and be like, she doesn't have her own money. She's stealing her money from her ex-husband. She's getting alimony from him. Like, like a lot of these dudes have a really hard time with, you know, women. They see women as just like money hungry, gold diggers. And I'm like, that's interesting to me. I don't really have that experience. Yeah. And then, well, on the, and then on the same fucking coin, like that post, it's like, 
um, I saw some girls comment and saying, well, you know, you don't want them to have their own job. And the guy was like, well, that doesn't really matter to a man. You know, a, a woman who makes her own money r- really doesn't matter. That's not what they see as important. They want, you know, your looks, they want your, your modesty, they want your whatever, all the other things, but money wasn't on the list of the eight things that he had. And so it's like, well, which one is it? is it fucking going to be? You want us to make money or you don't want us to make money? It's like, or if you do, you can make some, but you just can't make more or that's not a big deal. But if you don't make it, it is a big deal. So it's like- It shows me you're not motivated. Yeah. I mean, I think all of this to say that this is just someone's opinion. And I think it was triggering to me only because I was like, this should have just been like, what I see, the eight things I look for in Mm -hmm. a woman, you know? And also what made me kind of sad on that post that you sent me was how many women were like, I've got eight out of eight, or like, oh, I only, I have, I'm like only one away. Like they were trying to gain affirmation from him, mm. like, oh, I'm almost there, or like, yeah. oh, once I master that, my, I'm definitely going to find my partner. And I was just like, God, the the desperation. Yeah, but it's just like I don't know, just like be yourself, own that shit. Well. I think this too comes down to the word value, uh, sexual market value, high value woman. All of this is like we are putting our status or our, our value, our worth based on these subjective ideas. Like even that list you said, okay, looks. How fucking vague is looks? Like what is what is looks and physique even? I mean, what someone finds attractive in one physique, another person doesn't find attractive in another physique. So it's like how are these – very, very subjective criteria we're basing our worth on. And then we're basing them based on like some comments we're reading in a thread. And we're like, oh, they think that this is value. So that's what I need to be. And I have to mold myself and adjust myself to be whatever that is. Instead of just being who the fuck we are or who we want to be, we're trying to fit into this weirdly narrow criteria that is a moving target that's actually subjective to any single person that looks at it. So it's like, it's just, it's just garbage. Basically it's complete fucking garbage. (laughs) And you know what? And that being said, I haven't seen the Barbie movie. I think this has to be part of it. So I'm going to watch it so we could do a conversation around that because I think from all of the commentary that I've read, there's a lot talking a lot about like society, how they want, you know, you want a woman to be this and you want her to be that and you're trying to be all things at once. So I feel like this is also one of those things. It's like, we want you to be this high value or your sexual market value to be high, or you can raise your value by adjusting these little knobs. Like, what does that fucking mean? You can, you can, it, like the first sentence, it was like, you can, if, if one of the things always is low in one area, you can improve on the other. It's like, okay, so if your looks are shitty you can improve by how well you please your partner in bed. But like what one person likes in bed isn't what someone else doesn't like in bed. And there's just, there's so much wrong with all of that. But it's well, like- I also, my largest complaint about this, besides the fact that it's bullshit, is that it just places being in a relationship above everything else. Like the whole mm-hmm. point of these lists is to be attractive to somebody else. What about being attractive to yourself? What about liking yourself? You know, so the idea behind sexual market value is like we have to, you know, score a 10 out of 10 on these 11 things so that we can get picked. Like, I don't know, it just assumes that everyone just wants to be in a relationship. Everyone's trying to get picked by somebody. Like, look, relationships are great, but like that's just one reality. That's just one way to live. That's just one, you know, awesome thing, but it's not the thing. So I think And no one knows that relationships potentially don't last more than Danny and I. So why not actually 
just look at the things you value about yourself and double down yeah. on those and then find someone who just fucking likes those if you want to be in a relationship. But the yeah. idea that the end all be all, you know, goal of life is to get picked because of these things, I don't know. I mean, people can have their preferences or whatever, but I hate the idea that the assumption is everyone needs to be in a relationship or should be in a relationship or they need to change to be able to be in a relationship. It's not yeah. it. Like yourself better. I also find this interesting. I, I finally found one man who his name is Keith Yaki. I think his Instagram is called The Married Game or he has a podcast called The Married Game. He's the only guy and there could be more out there because I'm not his target audience, but he's the only guy I've seen who talks to men on telling them to be better for their wives. I just feel like it's always, it tends to be, I don't want to say always, but 90 plus percent, it's on the woman to be the one that attracts, the one that does all the things, the one that's the prettiest. But I'm like, how many hot women are out there with some janky, you know, mediocre fucking dudes? And the mediocre dudes are like, I get this hot ass girl. And we've had this conversation before, but I don't feel like guys are trying so hard to get a really good chick. They're not bending over backwards. They're not going above and beyond trying to change themselves or fix themselves. And so I feel like this is also very targeted towards women to change, to fix, to be better, to be different, to fit a mold. And instead, I think we need to be more like, be who you are, girl, do what you love and find someone who likes that. And if you don't, you don't like, it's not the goal. You don't have to uh, You don't have to find someone to pick you. Well, like you talk said. about what's, what's attractive is living your life how you want to live your life. Like that's the most attractive yeah. thing. You roll up on someone who loves their life and doesn't need to be in a relationship, would like to be in a relationship maybe, but they don't need to. They're good on their own. There's nothing in my opinion more attractive than that. And someone just like, I'm good. I like how I do things. Like I'm open, but I'm also okay if it doesn't work out, right? There's something so attractive about that energy because this person is just solid. They know themselves whether it's a man or a woman, you know, and I think there's just something so valuable about that. So it's just an odd conversation. It just seems like off the point. <laughs> it does seem off the point. And I, I, do. Actually, I was telling Keith about this, that post you sent yeah. me with the carousel, the eight, yeah. eight uh, characteristics of a high value woman. And so he's reading them and kind of laughing or whatever. He goes, what does that guy do? Like the guy who posted it, I go, yeah. I don't really know what he does. I said, I, he's really into Jesus no offense to Christians, but he's really into Jesus, but he wasn't. And he's, I was like, I don't know. He's kind of like an influencer guy. I don't know how to describe what he does, like personal development. Yeah. I don't know what he does now, but Maybe he used to be really more into like manifestation and success. Like I think he the, started, um, what was it called? Secrets of success something, or something success. Success. Yeah. Keys to success or whatever. I, I really liked his stuff years ago and now he's, he's definitely gotten super conservative and just like very into Jesus. And obviously now he's a relationship coach. So who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, these girls, don't let someone tell you you have to be different to attract a partner. It's fucking bullshit. Double down on the things you like about yourself and let the chips fall. I guarantee you there's someone out there who's going to absolutely love that about you. Mm, mic drop. Now, I do think that this is a whole – maybe you have to do a separate episode on this. I think there's something to self-improvement, right? Like looking at yourself and going like, yeah, what are the ways in which I can improve? But the idea that you need to change so that you're more attractive for a partner, like – change because you want to change something about you. Yeah. You know, you want to become a better communicator. You want to become someone who, you know, so can support someone. You want to be someone who makes their own money. You want to be someone who's confident in what they do. Like those are all great. But the idea that you're doing that 
it's kind of a manipulation, right? Like, let me put on this. It's the same thing as mm. a woman doing Botox or doing something. It's the same fucking thing, right? It's just like, cool, let me, and, and I'm some, I'm someone who does Botox. So it's like, but it is this sort of weird thing where if you're almost manipulating, if you're trying to be something you're not, instead, just trying to be better for you. Yeah. Yeah. I think like those, the list that you had of SMB, any of those things to improve, if you want to improve yourself, great. Not necessarily like the please, you know, how to please a partner or something, but confidence, physique, grooming, like, sure, absolutely. Take a fucking shower, brush your teeth. Like, yes, all of those things are kind of like, duh. But then some of those things are just like, you don't need to do that. You don't need to be extra. You don't need to bend over backwards to try to fit a mold for somebody, but do them for yourself. Do them because you want to feel good, but not to, not in order to attract someone or just do them to not smell bad and, <laughs> and just be a normal person in the world to not be gross. It's <laughs> uh, a good one. Well, that's all I got to say about that. Be interested in people's take on this. If you guys are not in the Facebook group, definitely um, check it out. Go to thebestlifepodcast.com click on the link to join our free Facebook group. And y'all, we would absolutely love some new reviews and ratings if you have not rated and reviewed uh, The Best Life yet, especially if you are a listener regularly. It would mean a lot to us. You can go to anywhere you listen to podcasts and then click on a five-star rating and then leave a review, just a sentence or two telling us why you like to listen, what do you like about the show, so that if someone is looking for a similar podcast, they know exactly what they're going to get here. Yay. Well, we'd appreciate it. We'll see you on the next episode. All right, guys. Bye.